The Blokebusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Podros Network. You can find us as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at Podros Network. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode 54 of the Blowbusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we will be talking about the newest release featuring Jesse Eisenberg, American Ultra. And let's go into nuts and bolts. Absolutely. Alright, so first off, make sure you follow us on Twitter, guys. Pretty please, please. Yes. <laughs> At Blokebusters there, and we're also on Facebook, not as much as we're on Twitter, but we try, damn it, uh, .com slash Blokebusters. We do have a website, which I'm trying to keep updated. Occasionally it messes up on me, but... Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Check us out on the Twitter. It's, it, yeah, best way to interact with us and, uh, yeah, have a discussion. You know, we love it, so... Yeah, yeah, anytime you want to talk to us about keep anything, we're... Questions much... and comments coming. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so, so how's this film doing, Paul? Well, let's see. The budget was $28 million. Actually, not too bad. I think it looked pretty no, decent for that. Yeah, for, for a film that looked like that, that seems a little low. Mm-hmm. And the box but office... But not low enough. <laughs> no. The box office, as of 17 days after release... Fourteen million twenty-nine thousand two hundred fifty-one. So they got some ground to make up. <laughs> they do. Yes, an opening weekend of I believe it said five and a half million domestic. Ow! Yeah. Yeah. Not. Uh, not mm. good. <laughs> Perhaps they would have been better off doing the simultaneous VOD. Maybe you know. Yeah, I, I think that seems to work out better for some folks but yeah, and yeah. for some styles of film as well. Yeah, and directed by Nima. Here we go. <laughs> Noizada, Noizada, yes. zippity doo dah something. Yeah, oh. only other major credit, which I didn't see it, was Project X. I don't know, the uh, the party right. movie. No, yes, I, I have not seen that one. Okay. Not my style <laughs> of film. I've heard it was, yeah, okay, or some people really liked it. I just, mm. yeah, once again, not my thing either, mm. so. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that there was enough in that that made them decide, oh, this is who we want for this one, so... Yes. <laughs> nothing, nothing against the director. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so how about we get into the people in this? Yeah? People in this? Well, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. All um, right, so we have, as I said, Jesse Eisenberg as Mike Howell, the stoner mm-hmm. who is actually a sleeper agent. Yes, which <laughs> is kind of along the same lines as Jason Bourne. It's, I was just going to say because we kind of skipped synopsis, but I was just going to say Stoner Bourne is the yeah. synopsis. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll run into synopsis one for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. From so, from a random website, I'm sure. Oh yes, we'll find something. <laughs> and and uh, yes, and then of course Twilight herself, Kristen mm. Stewart as Phoebe <laughs> Larson. And I'll probably talk more about that later. I will definitely get into that. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Topher Grace doing, Topher. I would say, a good job as uh, Adrian Yates. Okay. <laughs> the reason I we say might get into that a little more in a bit. Yeah. The reason I say doing a good job is I kind of enjoyed his character. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and Connie Britton yep. as Victoria Lassiter. Mm-hmm. From the best season of American Horror Story. <laughs> Which I have not Haters seen. Haters hate, but yes, that is the best season. <laughs> yeah, I, she was one person that I didn't think I'd seen before. Turns out I've seen her in Spin City, but there we go. That's been about <laughs> it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter Goggins, a wonderful last name there, as yeah. Laffer. And I would like to point out that his full name is shown in the film, but I couldn't find it anywhere online when I was doing my Apparently notes. That's here. how important it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, who and else? Yeah, I think. Uh, who else? I have uh, just one more name. It's Lone Star as Thomas J. Whitmore. No, wait. Sorry, Raymond Kruger. And for those of you that didn't just get that, that was an Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There. That- 
Well, you said Lone Star, did you not? So. I, I did, but then oh. I said Thomas J. Whitmore. Oh, you were still going so fast, I missed the Whitmore. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, I, I'm all over the place with this yes, one. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I have like one other film. one down to uh, Tony Hale, who plays the agent that somewhat assists Connie Britton. Because yes. he's just an amazing uh, character actor, and I'll just go and say now with Nothing to do with this film, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, so I, yeah, I was kind of bummed. I was excited to see him, and then bummed that he just wasn't utilized at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those were the players. Uh, right, what's yeah. this bloody thing about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think how we about, kind of teased that a bit. Yeah, well, uh, how, how about I throw it to you for your right. patented synopsis? Yes, of course. These come just straight out of my. They just pop into my head, <laughs> and you know they're well worded every time. I just. I'm just great at it. I so know. let's just go with it. You have quite the pros. Yeah. <laughs> so a stoner, who is in fact a government agent, is marked as a liability and targeted for extermination. But he's too well trained and too high for them to handle. Oh, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah. So uh, overall feelings. Um, overall. What did you think? Um, what did you... Let's start. What did you like about this film? What did I like? Well... One of the things that I actually really enjoyed about this film was the music. I thought I would agree 100%. I thought the music was handled very well. Yeah. yeah, And it was one of those things where, as it was going, and a lot of the music, they they do this thing which is, I think, getting more popular now, whereas the music you hear is also the music that they hear. Like It's always Mm -hmm. a record going or music in a car. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Outside of films the, in like the eighties would do that for like a song or like yeah. a major song or like you know, but they wouldn't do it throughout the film like this does. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, outside mm-hmm. of the 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 background music used for tension in a scene mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah. The main music that you hear being actually. So you like yeah. the soundtrack and the score, both? Yeah, I because it was an original score which I thought was very cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and the soundtrack was like very in character for that and then the score I think it did a really good job at setting the scene and all that <laughs> so maybe not off to a good start at saying the best yeah. <laughs> when I say what do you like about the film and you say this, the music yeah, yeah. <laughs> the part you can't see well that, I mean, that was the thing that really stuck out most uh-huh. to me yeah. when I was watching uh-huh. the film anything I, else I enjoyed Jesse Eisenberg in this However, I, I will yeah. say I'm getting a little tired of him being typecast in these sorts of roles. I mean, he did well in it, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to see him do something totally different. Like, I think I'm one of the few people that actually enjoyed watching Now You See Me, because I saw it as a just the ensemble film that it was, mm-hmm. rather than looking at the plot, which yeah. isn't very good. And I liked seeing him in that as the real... Like smart ass, cunning, trying to deceive people, guy, rather than mm-hmm. the more laid back, slightly neurotic guy. So, did you uh, not enjoy him in Social Network? Or? I did enjoy. See, him in Social I thought Network. he was, but yeah, more roles like that. More, more yeah, more roles because he can outs- handle those things. Exactly. Yeah, he, of... He's shown that he can handle other roles. Mm-hmm. He just keeps getting these roles. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, may- maybe a better agent. Sorry for this jab, but the odd Thomas rules. <laughs> All right. That's All a deep right. pull, but <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's kind of what the, you know. The Anton Yel- wasn't that Anton Yelchin? It was Anton yeah. Yelchin, yeah. And, and I will also point out that is the one thing we've recorded that still hasn't been released. Okay. Yet. <laughs> Hopefully, never sees the light of day. Oh no, it will come out one day, sir. Oh, maybe I'll wait till next year. Oh, Pooh Bear. Oh, Pooh Bear. <laughs> And okay. well, just jumping. If back you aren't getting these references, you're one lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> and and just jumping back as well, I really hope you guys did enjoy us releasing the Sherlock episode. Yes, <laughs> that, that was something that just kind of fell by the wayside after we recorded it. it I think because something else came out. And well, it's always we relevant. Yes, yeah. Sherlock. <laughs> So. Well, given how long it is in between each season. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, you can just go on safari for a couple of years and then come back and, oh, hopefully you only have another six months to wait before the season starts. Yeah. But, yeah. So, all right. Uh, was that all for you? Uh, 
not not so much as loved, mm-hmm. but I did not hate Kristen Stewart. In I, I would, yeah, I would um, like to jump in there because I um, am a huge supporter of Adventureland. Right. I love that film. It's probably in the last twenty years one of my favorites. Uh, that I would, I mean, I'm not putting it in, in any kind of top ten or anything like that, but right. one I can always watch. I love that film. It just speaks to me. The characters kind of represent characters just a few years older than myself right. uh, would be in in the 80s there. Um, but just the music is perfect in it. The the mood, it's, you know, young romance and trying to find your purpose. And yeah. it, it's just a great movie, and I love them together because yeah. that was the first other than her kind of somewhat larger than cameo role in Into the Wild right. uh, as the, you know, guitar playing hippie, whatever, yeah. which I thought she was great in. Um, this was the first, Adventureland was the first film that I really liked her in, that I thought she did well. Uh, right. I mean, granted, it's, it's not so fair to just knock her for Twilight. She is working <laughs> with White Light. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you can only do so much with kinda, that dialogue. It's kind of 50-50, I think, with yeah. that. Like, she, yeah, she can't assume all the blame, though, because yeah. people love to hate on her for her stone face or just blank, you know, well, brooding. I, I was going to say, there's definitely more facial movement in this film <laughs> than there is in all the Twilight films. I, yeah, so... Having that, not seen all the Twilight films... <laughs> I've seen enough. I, I saw one and a half, which is <laughs> embarrassing enough to admit. But yeah, uh, but yeah that being said, I, I loved her in this, too. I love them together, Eisenberg and Stewart. And I... Uh, kind of hoping they uh, sort of turn into the... Uh, Meg Ryan, uh, Tom Hanks <laughs> of the future. <laughs> well, they, they just seem to be in everything together. Yeah, um, Bradley Cooper and kind of Jennifer Lawrence are kind of doing that now, especially Which is with a bit uh, odd. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've I think been in four films together now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to try right. to name all those, but yeah, I think <laughs> about four. And uh, yeah, but I just loved their relationship in this movie. Uh, I really bought them as a couple. Yeah, and I really wanted to see more of that because the film I've, suffers when they aren't on screen. I think, um, yeah, for me it did. <laughs> uh, the whole CIA side of things was just boring, and I kind of really hated it. <laughs> it just kind of got on my nerves. No, but I... them together, like they had really genuine, tender moments. Uh, you really bought them as a couple, and I wanted to see that explored more um, because I think that's where the film was where it should have been that yeah. relationship focusing on their actual love for each other well that, and, that's the problem I found with the both the pacing and the setting for this film is this should just be a character drama obviously mm-hmm. with the action in there because mm-hmm. of what the character is yeah yeah you have to have the action yeah I'm not saying but, that it's it is a character drama, and they decide to spend it about sixty forty on character and then government. Like mm. it's it's very odd. I mean, obviously you need to have some understanding of what the other guys are mm. are doing and mm. why everything's going the way it is. But it, they did seem to keep cutting back to the government more than too they needed much. To. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to, I think it would have been better well served since it they kind of went like this anyway uh, just have the characters be one dimensional the CIA <laughs> characters you know instead yeah. of trying to flush them out a little bit and half ass it is kind of what you got <laughs> half ass flushed out characters yeah. I don't need the backstories of these people I can't stand and don't like and don't care about <laughs> uh, just have them be the baddies and you know uh, put them in swap gear or whatever that's fine it, yeah. it's, it's about Eisenberg and Stewart <laughs> but cutting away for them three four minutes at a time is just I wrote uh, wrote this down. It's like it, it was like a, a subway car. It just kept making too many stops. Yeah. You want that subway car just to keep moving, just yeah. to your you know till just the end. Videos. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just kept stopping and losing momentum every time it picked up some momentum. Um, yeah, a bit of a shame. And I I wrote down as well those. I guess you could call them super soldiers, whatever it was they were trying to be. The, um, or the group, the group oh my of gosh. people. Yes, I wrote this down. I, yes, wait, the the tough guys or the wise men? <laughs> the the yeah, the CIA creative department needs work. <laughs> well, and then also, 
I swear there was a line of dialogue in there where the wise men are actually the people that uh, were in the same program that Mike Howell was in. He was the only successful one. Yeah, he's so, a wise man. Yeah, the tough guys are the ones trying to kill him, yes. Well, well, yes, yeah. but then they also refer to them as wise men when they've got the group of them together. So I thought just Laffer was the one of the, one of the only former wise men. But they basically said that all of the other wise men died. So Once again, very telling that we're confused on this. <laughs> yeah, th- this film was an hour and a half, people, and, and we apparently had trouble following this thread. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, I don't know. Um, I, I would like to talk about Topher, uh, where then. you enjoyed his role. I, I absolutely... I hated it. I don't know if I would put words in your mouth there. I don't know if enjoy was the word to use. But, I, uh, I I didn't ooh. think that the character required great acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> That's probably yeah. why he got the part. Sorry, Topher. To me, he was the most interesting of the government people. And once again, not saying too much. Exactly. But, so uh, that, yeah. The reason I enjoyed his character was it was something different than just... Government, government, I don't like this. Yeah, uh, here's where... Here's the extreme. As here's my issue. I, I hated <laughs> him. I mean, I do have a kind of anti-Tofer bias. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of it outside of that 70s show. <laughs> uh, and maybe Traffic from years ago. I thought he was good in Traffic. He was... But he was venom. perfect in Traffic. He but... was Venom in yeah. Spider-Man 3, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Spider-Man... Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not saying but, that's a good thing. I'm just but saying. Yeah, I, saying. I think he was perfectly used in traffic. But uh, this, I hated him. But not. I know you're supposed to hate that character. That's. Not, I didn't hate him in the reason you're supposed <laughs> to hate that character. Yeah, uh, he looked like he belonged in a cartoon. He was a cartoonish villain. Well, yeah, he um, should have had a mustache and twirled it. And and I thought he was way too young for that role. I I would see that more as someone in their mid to late forties, early fifties. Being that high up. Yes, but then... I mean, I think the reason that they went with someone who was that young was because they wanted that line in there where Kirsten Stewart says, how the hell did a desk jockey like you Mm -hmm. end up here? And the idea being, I guess he's outstretching himself. He's just so overly smarmy. Well, yeah. And just, it's... (laughs) And and I I realize I'm trying to defend the film on the... (laughs) That's, that's actually not my point. I'm just, no, no, I'm, no. I'm doing devil's advocate right now. <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah. I'm, I'm not spoiler. I might have enjoyed this film more than you, so I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I, I like to be hard up front. But, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just could not stand every second he was on film. Like, uh, and can we talk? This is something I normally don't have an issue with. And I'm interested to see if you feel the same way. Okay. I think the F word was extremely overused in this film. <laughs> Would you concur with that or not? Let, like, me, it's... let me just think quickly. Uh, <laughs> I I do think that it was one of those things where yeah. they had... Obviously, the idea is that stoner people and you know, all these people, I guess, lesser educated, lesser educated... Lesser educated people are more <laughs> well, likely... you're going to, very method. <laughs> I know. <laughs> more likely to use swear words than... Higher educated but people, but that, yes, it, it. But I mean, I love R-rated movies. You know, R-rated movies. Uh, Tarantino and things. I may bring up him again, uh, but uh, I like it to kind of be natural, and it felt forced in so many instances. Like, oh yeah, you know, like Especially in the office. In well, the... don't oh in language, and then Topher has to go effing this and effing that and effing this, and yeah. Well, he's a hypocrite, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it just seems like oh, let's you know. Let's, Screenwriter uh, Max Landis, um, Chronicle, by the way, yeah. uh, kind of just said, well, we'll put fuck in there a lot, so I'll say it <laughs> once, and it'll be adult and edgy. That's kind of how it felt to me. I uh, I, I kind of want to bring up something when it comes to the writing, since mm-hmm. you mentioned screenwriter. Yeah. Did you feel, I have no idea if this is going to end up sounding either pompous or like, that's not the intent, mm-hmm. <laughs> but did you feel at all that you knew which jokes they were going to use before they said them. Because I, I felt they went for the obvious jokes, like that, lines, and they went for the obvious things it, that would happen. It was a little too hard on the head with the setups, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. they, they, had a, they had two instances of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. One of them was... The opening of the film. Oh, I mean, yeah, okay. it, 
yeah. the opening to the film. Why? Why did you give us what was it? Ten seconds of flashes of the rest of the film mm-hmm. in a film that's only an hour and a half. Yeah, we're going to see that anyway. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and then you also had his drawings of Apollo Ape, which mm-hmm. I get he's actually Apollo Ape and all that. Like, yeah. But most of the stuff that you saw him drawing, he ends up doing to the bad guys at the end of the film. So you had double foreshadowing. Yeah, it was and it's it too was much. that was over the top, and then they would go to say something like to be the joke mm-hmm. line, and it's like okay, if I if I was just going to write this just to write a random comedy, this is what they say next, and then that was what they said. Like mm-hmm. it was there wasn't much outside the box writing in this film. I felt yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I. I... There were parts I really enjoyed the comedy. Uh, I will say that there were some good, genuine laughs in there. No, yeah, I'm not but saying it no, was bad. Comedy. No, no, no. I, yeah, I didn't say uh, you were, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like I don't know. It was off. Like it, it's, it was missing a little too much. Yeah, for me. Um, yeah, I just wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just. Uh, I guess I'll go into this now because I, I, I guess. I know I you would classify it. Would you classify it more a comedy first? Comedy action or action comedy? <laughs> or, you know? Comedy action. Yeah, see, that's kind of what the feel I got. I think it would have been better served if it was taken more seriously. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'll bring Tarantino well, back up again. A little more. Because his films have humor in them. Yeah. Very <laughs> natural, organic humor in the situation of the moment. You know, and it's not so much about a one-liner. It's just... You know, the, the absurd situation some of his characters get into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that would have been better served to take the the action and the drama a little more seriously. I know it's a younger, hipper yeah. movie, and maybe I'm showing my age now. <laughs> but I want it to be just <laughs> boring and <laughs> a, lot, a lot of talking and drama. No, but that's kind of what I wanted this film to be. Yeah, yeah. And when I heard about this film, and it was, okay, this guy was an agent, but currently he's smoking so much that when his programming mm-hmm. gets activated, it doesn't work properly. Mm-hmm. I thought okay that'll be interesting and then will they take it that the after he's activated the more he smokes the more he remembers or like or <laughs> is it like it's always a constant battle between he keeps needing to uh, to take drugs to calm himself down but doing that makes him less able to fight off these people I, I thought maybe they would go that route which I think would have been interesting, but no, it was just okay. He can just do get muscle memory or something. Mm-hmm. Like he's just able to do this now. And then at the end of the film, he's just kind of stone cold killer for no reason. Like, I guess there was no. I mean, it was obviously yeah. to save the girlfriend, but mm-hmm. there was no point where it was clear that he now was just able to use all this. Consciously, yeah, yeah, I didn't quite understand that <laughs> progression at all. Just yeah. <laughs> him into just yeah, like you said, just stone cold killer, uh, or I think as what isn't it actually one of the one stone cold killer. Yes, ha 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 ha. ha. <laughs> but yeah, that I, I was had waiting issues, for that. I had issues with the uh, the drug use too because I, I mean marijuana is like pretty much widely accepted now, and yeah, I mean, I, I it, it's legal in so many is, states. Yeah, yeah. so. Just have them smoking in the film. You don't even really need to address it too much. Yeah. You know, just, okay, he, he says in the opening, I'm the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's all we need. You don't, <laughs> like, oh, look, the kids are getting high again, or they're smoking the weed, or, you know, just, like, with the, the stupid cop. And, yeah, just, okay, it's fine. <laughs> like, that's not the issue. <laughs> just, yeah. They're... They're on the fringe of society. That's enough. Like, I, mean, yeah. I, if anything else, I think they should have picked a harder drug to be the case. <laughs> like, like not necessarily been injecting heroin. <laughs> well, not necessarily having him be a real addict, but uh-huh. like have the situation he gets into make him take mm-hmm. something that's a little harder because mm-hmm. his 
like casual weed mm-hmm. smoking isn't helping mm-hmm. anymore. And then well, that causes the They allude to that he probably does acid too, but um because yeah. what John Lee some ass you wanna drop some acid and go to the yeah. the bar? It's eight fifteen in the morning, which was <laughs> one of the best lines. It's yeah. right, like yeah, no I'm good, it's eight fifteen in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. What did um what did you think of the violence in the film? How it was handled, I, how it was shown. I was okay with that. Okay. There, there wasn't on screen a mm-hmm. huge amount of violence that wasn't cartoony. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you saw fights and stuff like that, but for instance, I guess it's not really a spoiler because mm-hmm. it's halfway through the film, but there's a fight between one person who is handcuffed to a chair mm-hmm. and Jesse Eisenberg. And the point where he, I guess, snaps the neck. Mm-hmm. All you see is in the bottom right-hand corner of the frame some of the person, and you hear the snap. And then yeah. when it cut back, the person just limp in the chair. Like mm. there wasn't any actual real violence that you would have trouble seeing on screen. I mean, you have at one point a dustpan going into someone's throat, and then incredibly bright red spraying out. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, I don't know. I uh, once again. With the where I was the cursing, I was kind of in the same place with the violence. Um, okay. Normally, not an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt so much of it though was gratuitous and didn't serve the narrative or the characters uh, in the way that. Sorry to keep harping on Tarantino, but that Tarantino is able to use violence. So it always <laughs> seems. And you're like, what? He just said gratuitous, and now he's saying Tarantino. Like, but he uses that violence. It a way to make a point and yeah. to, you know to to serve that narrative. Uh, the this, word you're looking for is well. Well, <laughs> yes, does it well? Yes, thank you. Um, in this film, I thought a lot of it was kind of cool, but then a lot of it, I'm like, it's it was so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get your point. <laughs> uh, for instance, when they burst into his friend's house and mm-hmm. it's just. Shotgun blast. Yeah, do you need to kill right. Johnny Legs? Like, he's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and I'm sorry, he's just been reduced to these I'm the guy who can get you stuff, uh, the red of <laughs> the real world. Um, yeah. That's a Shawshank pull. <laughs> but um, but that, he was that character in John Wick. Um, you know, he's that character again. Just But yeah, you don't need to blow him away or the his. Big black bodyguards, whatever. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was, <laughs> I it just, I just felt like it was a little over the top, and that's usually something I don't mind at all, and actually yeah. quite in, kind of get a kick out of in most films because <laughs> it's oh, just a movie. I know I can, I understand it, but I was like, what is this really crazy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, the, like the close to the finale there in the grocery store um, or the. Well, the, whatever the Walmart type esque store, yeah, yeah. The, the save something Max whatever. Goods, Max Goods, yes, yes. After um, the writer, Max, <laughs> yes, it was originally supposed to be Walmart, but I could probably, they probably had some issues with <laughs> all the stuff going down in their Walmart. Let's see, so Walmart doesn't want <laughs> like they haven't had those fights in Walmart before. <laughs> Come on, Walmart. Well, they probably had each individual thing happen, just, <laughs> yeah, not, just all not all at the same time. Row, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then we needed some rascal fights, some people in scooters fighting. <laughs> but it would have been a little more realistic. But yeah, I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Just to tap on, as I was saying, like I do feel that end one was very cartoony, and then right at the end in the credits, mm-hmm. they do go straight on cartoon. But what did you think of that? What I will tell you what I thought. End credits. <laughs> WTF? <laughs> Question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah. Um, what the fuck does WTF mean? <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, but, uh, sorry, we'll just do references for the rest of the podcast, but... The rest of? Haven't we already been doing it? Yes, okay. Continue. Continue. <laughs> but I did not think it matched the the tempo of the film at that point. I thought it was such a juxtaposition and so took me out of what I just watched. Yeah. That I didn't I mean normally I'd stick through at least through the credits until they go to the black screen credits, yeah. you know? Um, and even then I usually try to stay through, but I left probably 
two minutes in. Uh, I, it was just, like I said, we, I liked the music as well, but it just didn't fit there, I didn't think. It was so much energy. And, no, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I went with my wife. We left maybe a minute after those credits started because as soon as it started, I was like, okay, we, we've gone full cartoon here. All right. Mm-hmm. I quickly got my phone out to see if there was mm-hmm. anything extra. Because yeah. I, I don't want to leave if there is something else yeah. there. And I was like, nothing. Okay. And then we it just was, got up and left. It was like a, the Scott, like Scott Pilgrim or uh, like Wreck-It Ralph end credits or something. You know, like something like that. But yeah. those are different movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For instance, the Scott Pilgrim, A, is based on a book which the yes. art was used in the credits. And B is basically a live-action anime, mm-hmm. therefore it makes sense. This And was... you barely explored the Apollo 8 thing in the entire film. So yeah. now we're going to watch a whole end credit sequence with this character that we don't even know? Yeah, the, the only thing I can think of, and it is a real stretch, is that he did end up selling the rights, and this is actually... I guess oh the cartoon-based offer. Oh, okay. we're going to get an Apollo 8 movie. <laughs> He's going to join the Marvel Universe. <laughs> you know... You know I, I would it has it, to be better than Fantastic Four. <laughs> I, I would give it a shot, yes. I gave Fantastic Four a shot, I would yeah, give this one a shot. If we give it, yep, man, and that a shot, yeah. But, yeah, I just... that It wasn't a comic book film, and it wasn't a super... You know, that... I just don't get the end credits. I would have rather have seen... I mean, I had problems with the epilogue entirely. I, I, I kind of disliked <laughs> where they went with the epilogue. I know they needed a button on it somehow. Yeah. But I didn't think that was it. Uh, yeah, it could have ended with the first line of the film mm-hmm. as the last line of the mm-hmm. film. I thought that's where it was going to end. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Well, <laughs> I, I know you have to see them like cleaned up. You can't end the movie with them just dried blood all over their faces and like Why not? I don't know just well because you're paying these young good looking actors lots of you know well not too much money only 28 million dollar yeah. film but but you know you got to see them cleaned up at the end I thought I but, uh, <laughs> I mean to be fair I think the highlight of the film for me was Kristen Stewart getting tased I mean that's <laughs> but it was given away in the trailer it was yeah so yeah, Which screw is, trailers. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair, the film was only an hour and a half. What else would you have shown? If you had to do the trailer, what would fair, you have put in? That's it? a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would have rather just for the ending. Would have rather just seen them kind of just little clips of them building a life together or something like going back to that relationship yeah. a little more. Or, but now he's just going to be this Jason Bourne guy full time. And she's just going to be the waiting girlfriend. You know what I would have wanted in the end credits? Bloopers. Bloopers. I think this film would have been great for that. (laughs) Go back, yeah, go back to those 80s and 90s films that just has the gag reel at the end. Yeah, Yeah. there must have been some great mistakes in this film. Oh, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, the fight scene going on and then Jesse Eisenberg just like, ow, ow, ow. Oh, yeah, you think, yeah. But, I don't know, yeah, just... Yeah, I thought the epilogue was needless, but uh, not the way it should have gone. I just, I'm all over the place on this movie. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to, to make be of fair, it. the film's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. It it never had mm-hmm. the pacing down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a slow open, and then it kind of sped up, but kept slowing down, mm-hmm. and had the last, let's say, not including the epilogue, the last ten minutes was relatively fast paced and then incredibly slow right at the end it's like mm-hmm. the, it felt like the movie started over again like, with Apple, like oh okay yeah. it's over but now we have to pay attention to this dumb scene yeah. um, right? <laughs> that goes nowhere like yeah okay and, and also just from a trying to think of it a logistical standpoint the fact that they somehow had cameras everywhere in that hotel how like, yeah. they, they had the button camera in the lift mm-hmm. that the guy gets kidnapped in. Well, they and... had a team of wise guys or tough men or whoever yeah. <laughs> to uh, infiltrate the hotel, you know, or they paid off the some of the staff or who knows. I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just, okay, here we go. This... Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and did you also, uh, 
major plot hole I noticed in this film. Uh, with Phoebe knows he can't leave town. Mm-hmm. Like in the opening of this movie. So she knows. So why the whole Hawaii charade? <laughs> she is genuine. Like that's a genuine plot hole. Because she is genuinely upset that he's not able to go. Yeah. I think at that point... Did she forget she was CIA? <laughs> no, I, I think... Again, trying to do devil's advocate. I think at that point, she genuinely just wanted him to be able to leave. So was she going to call his bluff before he got on the plane? Because uh, nah. him getting on the plane would call major attention to him. Yes, Because he's would. not supposed to leave the town. Yeah, well, I mean, they... They did leave the town yeah. to get to the airport, so they'd mm. already technically broken yeah. the perimeter. Oh, and did so. you notice the uh, name of the town, the fictional name, Lyman? I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, do you remember hearing that, though, Lyman? I, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, director of the board movie, Doug Lyman. Of course. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> uh, most of them, I think, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Paul Greengrass, I think, was in there somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I can't remember if he just did the first one and then Lyman took it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Basically, but, he was involved in Bourne. Yeah. It's the um, point of this. But, yeah, that kind of stuck out with me. I'm like, I couldn't resolve that in my head. Like, why? Was she trying to get him to Hawaii? Like, or was, or was that an attempt to just escape? I don't know. That, I guess you could look at it from that point, too, maybe. I guess. I mean... And like, should we tear up their return tickets and <laughs> say we're living in Hawaii now? I don't maybe. know. <laughs> Although it's pretty easy to find you, I would think. There's, you know... Yeah. Who knows? Um, but overall, um, I'm nicknaming this. Uh, it's a current film. Uh, this film suffered from Chappie Syndrome. Uh, which I know other films have suffered from Chappie Syndrome before Chappie was a thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but that meaning there is an excellent film in here somewhere. Yes. And it just wasn't the one we were given. No. No. It was not. No. But I loved the premise. I loved the idea. I loved the main characters. But so yeah. much of it just wasn't executed and didn't play out. No, yeah. I mean, I think what would have been really cool is, and th- this is just my thoughts on it what if we didn't find out about any of the government stuff until his girlfriend had been taken like what if we only saw it from their perspectives so, or, or you mean even when she reveals after the the gas attack well no, like, like that, 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 that that's our be, reveal too that would be it yeah so yeah. so mm-hmm. this thing is just happening to these mm-hmm. people and we don't fully know why mm-hmm. until then and then it's like wait you're CIA well what does that well, yeah, even then... mean and then we get the mm-hmm. cutting to the government person I mean obviously the problem with that is you need to know that this bad guy is coming after them anyway but mm-hmm. I'm sure someone could have written that <laughs> like, someone could have got that going properly like even then maybe do a flashback mm-hmm. or something well, I mean too. even in, yeah even in the Bourne films you're with him when he's like finding out like, when he's rescued on that ship, and, like, okay, there's a weird thing in my neck, and yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening, I can't remember anything. Actually, like, what And the- there's no cutaways to weak <laughs> CIA characters that have, just can't carry the no. film. Well, what, what could have been good, then, is actually have something that they talked about and never showed, which would have been more interesting mm-hmm. than just talking about it, which is, when you find out she's CIA, cut back to her looking after him in the program mm-hmm. so like you, yeah you we see, didn't see any of that, of that. Yeah. yeah which would mm-hmm. have been interesting and see, yeah and see like where she stopped being the handler and started being the girlfriend yeah like that moment where she really she really does love this person and she you know I, screw the CIA I kind of hope that they filmed that and they release I guess a director's cut mm-hmm. or something where you get you get the option of seeing yeah, that a little more there. emotional weight to the film would have been great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would have been lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to make you know to really feel what they're fighting for, and I, I, I felt they tried. It just was not quite enough. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you're uh, still going to be shocked by my rating. <laughs> I, probably if it's if it's higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you think we uh, should get to that or? Do you have uh, more you'd like to say? <laughs> I feel like uh, we've beaten this. No, yeah, I, well I can't enough. think of anything else with the film. The only thing that I... 
I didn't fully get until I sat down and thought about it afterwards was that like, he went and got the fireworks and then he said he was going oh, to drop trouble. them off. He he did it's have that exploded. Yeah, he had <laughs> he had the line in there, and that that was why I thought mm. back. There was a line he said where he had to drop them off and then go to work. My problem with that is they're supposed to be a surprise, and he put them at the fucking house. these will be a surprise let's keep them in the house where she's sleeping and hope she doesn't wake up until after I come back home (laughs) yeah uh what (laughs) but Mm -hmm. yeah I I was waiting for the trunk to explode when he (laughs) after the car exploded but yeah yeah and and then when I when I left and I started thinking about it I was like well I guess that line was in there so Mm -hmm. he did put them somewhere else but he I won't don't know. Have been See, I felt like they were home. still in the car, and I felt like that was another puzzle. Like they should have exploded in the car, yeah. and then he still has them. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did right. enjoy the majesty of the fireworks. I thought they looked very, very. They were very fireworks. They're very cinematic. Yes, very explosiony. Yes, <laughs> very bright. <laughs> yes, tried to come up with some more good things to say. <laughs> but, especially as you give this film an all right rating, I'd right. Oh, you are so going to be blown away. You're like, after that podcast, how are you going to give it that rating? <laughs> but I think you should probably go first. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. I, I kind of think you should go first. Right. I, I really want to hear this. Okay, so uh, I know this is completely unjustified. <laughs> Given everything you've just Given heard. everything I've said. Uh, but... I'm willing to overlook this film's many issues mm-hmm. uh, for the character relationship, for the relationship of Matt and Phoebe, also friend relationship. Do you remember that, Matt and Phoebe? Were uh, you a friend's watcher? I was not. <laughs> and Phoebe Buffet and Matt played by Ant-Man. Uh, yes. Well... A, I did not watch Friends. Uh, okay. friend, friends, I actually find possibly the most boring show ever on television. It was, you know, part of the time and the culture, yeah. When and going up. B, his name is Mike. Mike, that's what I mean. Mike, did I say yes? You said Matt. Matt. You were thinking LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc, I believe. Yes, of course. I was thinking of the show Joey. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Yes, Mike, Mike and Phoebe. Sorry. Mike, Mike, Mike. Nice correction. Um, but yeah, I... Just love that relationship so much. There might have been a little residual Adventureland knocking around in my head. Uh, I just really enjoy them as a couple. I really felt their connection. And the moments in the movie when they were allowed to explore that, when, you know, there was some, I think, real decent, good acting from Kristen Stewart uh, with the tears and all that, you know. that made me overlook a lot of the issues, and okay. that is why <laughs> I'm going to come in with it's, it's uh, maybe oversold it, but it's still not great. I'm coming in with a minus three and a half. Huh? If I was being, I will give you my completely objective okay. <laughs> uh, score. It would probably be a minus four and a half. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Where are you at on it? You're going to go with, like, a minus three. <laughs> You're like, what? All right. No. Well, let me start by saying that, overall, I felt this film was just kind of average. Mm-hmm. Like, I would give it a soft recommendation. Uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, things stood out for me in the film, but I I wouldn't say that anything was like breakaway or anything mm-hmm. like that it's just that there were some really good bits in the film and then there's just meh but so, not, yeah sorry to not really again, but for me it'd be one of those that's on you know on TV or that you feel you can walk away from you don't have to sit for every set you're, you're fine to go to the restroom or grab yeah. a drink because <laughs> you know when the interesting bits will come exactly <laughs> so, yeah. so I I was thinking about it on the way down here, like, do I go this rating, do I go this, and given my feelings that this is just kind of totally average, there was nothing mm-hmm. breakaway, not, like, I mean, like I said, I like the music, but... <laughs> That's where it started, that yep. Was, <laughs> that was kind of it, like, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to give this film a minus five. That's kind of where I thought you'd be. Yeah. Flat, right in the middle there. Mm-hmm. It's 
Not, it's not, it's <laughs> nothing <laughs> great, but it's not terrible. The, so. um, the embodiment of MEH. Yes. Meh. Just meh. <laughs> <laughs> and not even Lone Star could say it. The little Lone Star was in it for six seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so why even cast him? I don't um, know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do something like that, I don't Jack Nicholson, just get him in. And, and then, yeah, I didn't even get to this, but the character of Laffer just, I wear, Laffer equals laughable. <laughs> he was just, yeah, annoying and stupid and not a imposing villain in any way. No. Yeah. And I don't think he was intended to, but it was just, why, yeah, why? <laughs> yeah. I would also point out that, and going back, so the scene where he's setting fire to the car, the amount of time between you seeing Victoria Lester come down towards the car mm-hmm. and the car exploding, there's no way they would have gotten out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. At least one of them would have died in the explosion at that point. I, yeah, there was plenty of things like that. <laughs> A lot of stretching. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not... Yeah. And once again, if this is your first podcast, sorry, our rating is based on zero being a perfect film, 0.0, yep. and we take away deductions for each infraction that we feel. Yeah. Subjectively, but... objectively, it's all a mishmash. <laughs> uh, not, yeah. a, not an exact science by any means. No. And, yeah. uh, yes. and you, you never know. Maybe, maybe next year for our anniversary, we might kind of just do a, uh, an episode where we... Look at every review we done. Oh, see yeah. if we can stick Re-re-re- by. Yeah, them, right? so, yeah. For reference, uh, the the film Dread, I believe I gave an eight point minus eight point five. No, you gave a minus thirteen. At that minus thirteen. Point. Oh yeah. wow, good. Point. Yes, I went off the charts. On that. I was minus eight point five. You were minus. Oh, see, I knew eight point five was in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, then that I went was... a bit off the scales for Mordecai with minus infinity. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blew the. Top off that, chart, yeah. But yeah. So you can kind of you kind of do an easy Rotten Tomatoes conversion. So like a, a, a minus six is kind of a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yes, kind of, sort of, yeah. you know, a rough conversion. Yeah, yeah, because we do do occasionally. Obviously, those of you mm-hmm. that have listened to us before, like we m- might give it a minus zero point five or a minus zero point three, like because yeah. when we're up there. It's only like little teeny tiny issues we have. <laughs> yes, yeah. So yeah, pretty much Lincoln. We gave like a ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah, I believe it was a minus point one for that one. <laughs> yes, still the film to beat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, right. I, I don't know. I, I'm uh, altered uh, out. All right. Well, the two things that'll go here then is uh, assuming I'm able to get this sorted right, I'm going to put in a little bit from. Uh, following Film for Thought episode, which will be the two of us giving one-sentence synopsis. <laughs> we are debuting a game, yes, yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. One-sentence synopsis. Which is what debut means. <laughs> exactly. Of films, which are kind of like the terrible synopsis you see on television, which... You read it and you're like, that's not what that, that film is. is. Yeah, that, I mean, they kind of got what it's about, but that's not what it's about, <laughs> you know? So what yeah. So what I'm going to do is, just after I finish talking mm-hmm. here, I'm going to put in one that I've written and one that Brian has written, and you'll be able to hear us trying to guess what those are mm-hmm. in the Film for Thought <laughs> episode. Oh, yes. And we would love to, I think, uh, suggest your own on Twitter, or just we'd like to play throughout the week with you if you have one. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, and what what you can do is send us just a synopsis, not what Mm -hmm. the film is, and then if we like it, we'll get you to send it to one of us. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we'll put that in a ne- in a future episode or something. That'd be like fun that. to do. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I've been waiting for this uh, <laughs> since uh, I had this brainchild, which wasn't long ago. But yeah, let's uh, yeah let's All right. do that. So yeah, here is TBC. <laughs> here is two of the many you'll be hearing in the film thought episode. The story of two men going from suits to shorts. A man struggles to keep his relationship going when disaster strikes during their trip abroad. Wow, those were good, weren't they? Oh, that was amazing. (laughs) I love that game. And the other thing that I have, we did a long time ago, we were doing Netflix recommendations almost every episode. We kind of dropped off that because 
either we were just watching the same show. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I do watching. watch an inordinate amount of The Office <laughs> yes. on Netflix. Yes, I, I've been doing a lot of old shows, catching up on, on Netflix, and mm-hmm. recently got Amazon Prime and started watching a show that I heard of ages ago because I saw the very first clip from it about what uh, four months after it originally came out and I saw it and thought wow that's a brilliant show I need to watch that and then I never watched it because I didn't have HBO <laughs> so I didn't get the chance to watch it and it's called The Newsroom and it's got Jeff Daniels in it it's got a whole bunch of really great people in it and it has Deb Patel in it now that's it I, I, I kind Some of dog I kind millionaire. of millionaire yes Mr. Millionaire himself uh, yeah I do enjoy Deb Patel so yeah Deb Patel's good I do like him too yeah so I will have to try to find a way to watch that <laughs> I don't it, know it, yeah, I mean, it, I'm like, sure it'll get set to Netflix in six months or something oh but, well maybe I don't know or, I don't know yeah, I, so yeah it's on Amazon Prime I'm sure it's on HBO Go mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. that so try and look for it mm-hmm. it's one of those shows that every single time I finish watching one episode I look at the clock and go I can manage another hour I'm sure I've got time here <laughs> four o'clock in the morning my eyes are drooping by. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I would just like to also give a quick one uh, uh, as well. All right. Um, we talked about it briefly before we recorded, um, and I tweeted about it, uh, if anyone saw that. Uh, Narcos, N-A-R-C-O-S, Narcos. Netflix, Netflix. original, I Netflix believe. original, uh, a dramatization, highly dramat- dramatized, yeah. <laughs> uh, slightly, you know, fictionalized, based on real characters, uh, the... Um, <laughs> Interplay between Pablo Escobar and DEA agents, right. uh, his rise uh, to wealth and fortune as the drug lord of Colombia and that cartel, and then the DEA agents trying to hunt him down in a in a pre GPS pre like phone tracking <laughs> world. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, the writing is just on point. Um, <laughs> acting, the performances are very 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 good. It has uh, Pedro Pascal who Game of Thrones lovers will know as the Viper, Prince Oberon. Uh, oh. short, um, spoiler, <laughs> shortly lived character <laughs> on that show. Sorry. Well, to be <laughs> fair, anyone dying in Game of Thrones isn't exactly a spoiler at this point. No, but he was such a charismatic character on that show. Lots of people were bummed when that went down. Right. <laughs> he, and he is just as charismatic in this role as um, the gringo's partner, DEA right. partner. Um, he's just... He's the, a lot of the comedy relief in it, um, but he also you know takes his national pride seriously. And, well, right. it, it's just check it out. It, it's it's uh, just very well done. So Narcos. <laughs> All right. Yep. Well, I think that's everything. Yep. So, <laughs> I've been Paul. I've been Brian. See you later, folks. Bye.